stay a while and listen. Joined by. Oh, you want me to say my name? Oh, I'm Freemhole! Freemhole! Hey! Oh, no, I'm just oh, You're just building me up. I... <laughs> oh, that was I where the sound the effect of the fanfare and the trumpets, they all got slid in there and I didn't hear it. Yeah. yeah gotcha. You Your button bar was a little slow. <laughs> you're right on. So, uh, how you doing tonight? I am pretty darn good. You know, it is, it's pretty darn cold up here, Elroy, uh, being in Minnesota here. Um, I've heard, I've heard. A little chilly. So, I. All right. I used to have this bit on my old podcast called Freem Screams. I don't know if you remember this. And I, I'd rant about something that kind of got stuck in my craw. All right. And so, look, I understand that's not really the point of the segment we're doing today, but I feel <laughs> like you, as a teacher, may oh, yeah. provide a unique perspective into this and, and have some insight for me. So if you don't mind, I'd love to just pick your brain a little bit here. All right. I'll, I'll put on my teacher cat, even okay. though I'm off off work. But, you know, that doesn't stop them from harvesting free labor from me. I, right. Example being faculty meetings. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> so, so here's the deal. Okay. Well, let me let me start. Like at some point, you know, as a as an educator, you uh you have interactions with students, and I I it's true. It's, that is true. At some point, true. you may also interact with their parents. That is not necessarily true. Do you uh, teach, teach your conferences at all? Uh, you have a couple of them that show up, and those are the ones that are the A students, and then okay. all the ones that are failing your class. Well, <laughs> you rarely see them. Okay. Oh, you, yeah. You, I don't think they have parents. But now, <laughs> a little Johnny, a little Johnny gets into a fight, and I use the word Johnny. Not that we have anybody in my school named Johnny. Sure. But if little John Dajwani or something gets in a fight or something, then oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you yeah, have never seen it. The parents like right there, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and as you mentioned, these cold weather days. If they yeah. think that the school should close uh, because of some impending one third of an inch of snow coming our way, uh, they all come and check out their little babies uh, so uh, early. But okay, this I is digress. perfect. Now you may have tipped your hand already based on kind of where I want to go with this, but we'll let's just leave it as is, and we'll see where this this conversation goes. But okay, so here's the deal: as you may be aware, uh, in Minnesota here, we're experiencing this uh, one-two punch of winter right now, and uh, and so my kids had school canceled today uh, because there was a snow event coming, uh, snowmageddon, uh, which or this snowpocalypse, one of the two. And it was going to hit overnight. Okay, so we got a call at like 10.30 last night, and the snow was supposed to start at like 6 in the afternoon, and we were going to get anywhere between 2 and 10 inches of snow. Okay. That's that excessive, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, again, it's one of those meteorological things where it's like, uh, I don't know, could be a bunch, could be none, I don't care, I, you know, it's going to be somewhere in there. And so, fine, I can't fault the superintendent for canceling it because, listen, you know, it wasn't supposed to stop snowing until rush hour, so really you can't clear anything. And so they're like, listen, it's going to be snowy, crappy, and dangerous to be on the roads in an automobile. I get it. I still went to work in the morning. It was fine. You just had to slow down a little bit, but whatever. We ended up with two to five inches, roughly, across the metro. But, okay, I'm totally okay with that, right? Now, here's the other, here's the other thing. What happened 
60s. And today, we got a call, and, and, and the quote from the call was, quote, Due to historically low temperatures, we are canceling school for Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay, so now temperature—it is cold. It will be cold. Temperatures are going to be 25 degrees below zero Fahrenheit, uh, with the wind chill going down to about 50 below at Fahrenheit. That's pretty darn cold, and you can get frostbite within five minutes of having exposed skin. Okay. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So now that that is really cold. Right. But I seem to recall when I was a kid going to school when it was butt ass cold. Like that happened. That's a thing. We live in Minnesota. You should know what cold weather is. We deal with it all the time. So that leads me to two possible conclusions about what's going on. And this is where I'd like your input. Number one, children are so defiant that their parents can no longer enforce them to wear appropriate clothing to protect themselves from the elements. Or two, Parents are just so stupid that they're going to put their par- their kids into harm's way by ill-equipping them for cold weather. One of those two has to be true, and I'm curious from your standpoint as an educator, is it the kids being total monsters or the parents being completely inept or, you know, maybe a little column A, a little column B? <laughs> where, where do you sit on this thing? Because I cannot believe that you wouldn't throw some mittens, put a hat on, big old coat, Snow pants, boots, and a scarf. Send them to school. It's not that big a deal. Well, they they don't walk to to school uphill in the snow both ways. Uh, yeah, you know, both right going to don't. school and coming back home from school uh, in sandals. And yeah, and that's the way we liked it. But um, I think maybe it's an issue that these little snowflakes they don't want them to get lost amongst the rest of the snowflakes on the ground, and so. Uh, the parents want to protect them so much, and it's just, it's, no, it's the, it's the parents. They're, they're idiots. Okay. There you go. I, I, I feel told, I mean, I was leaning that way. Because I, 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 I mean, my kids, like, I have to tell my son often, put some snow pants on. Like, oh, it's not that cold out. It, that's not the point. The point is you have sweatpants on. That doesn't cut the wind. That doesn't block any of the cold weather coming through, like, you know, and try to explain that to him. But, like, at some point, you are the adult. Like, tell them this is what has to happen. And you know what? There's natural consequences. Like, yeah, you don't want them to lose their finger to frostbite. But, boy, if it gets real cold, like, they're, they're going to learn pretty quick about what cold really is. I think also this might, uh, I might be able to answer this with a uh, a nice little story. Since this is story time, well, let yeah. me tell you. Uh, Let's hear it. W- let me tell you about the day that I lost faith in uh, the parents at my school. Oh boy. Well, <laughs> it just happened you know, to be a nice little light topic like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it just happened to be my first year of teaching. I was a young. Uh, I was still in my twenties back then, and sure. uh, I was just a young, uh, optimistic, going to change the world kind of teacher, mm-hmm. and. And, uh, Such a go-getter. Yeah, and uh, I remember very clearly one day that uh, uh, old uh, Jasmine and Rhonda, old Jasmine and Rhonda, uh, Rhonda came to class, or Jasmine came to class first, and then uh, Rhonda came in after, and then all of a sudden there's this grown folk come walking in, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm like, well, who are you? I'm, I'm like, can I help you? And the lady says to me, uh, she informs me that she's Rhonda's parent, and that you know she said something to the effect that Rhonda said she's gonna get jumped. 
And I was like, uh, <laughs> okay, right. What? I'm like, well, um, you know, if you're supposed to have a visitor's pass, you got to check him in the office and something like that. And no sooner than that happened, then old Rhonda bolts across the room and begins wailing on Jasmine. Oh so <laughs> at this point, I'm like, well, this is great. And so this was the first fight I had in my room. Uh, I, the, you know, it's a tradition like no other. You have, it's, it's. Uh, I guess every teacher has this moment at many points at, at my school, but this is my first instance. So I ran over there and tried to put myself between Rhonda and Jasmine and my computer wall where all my computers were because I didn't want them to destroy all my equipment. Then once I got them safely away from the wall, I began to peel them apart, which is difficult, and weave was flying everywhere. And uh, it was very difficult because they all – basically you can't separate them because they get a handful of – hair and they sure. clench their fists that's that's the sticking point and so either the hair comes off the you know the weave comes out or you know that you just kind of keep them at arm's length and so i needed help i really did if only there was some other grown folk in that room at that time to help me <laughs> separate these two adolescents from sure. trying to kill each other but no what i did have however was someone turn into some form of fight promoter of sorts <laughs> <laughs> and so she comes running over and is just really proud of Rhonda and her progress that she's been making with her, uh, I guess, fight club at home or something. And so she said, they go, get Rhonda, get Rhonda, get Rhonda, get Rhonda. <laughs> and, and then she added some other helpful advice where she told Rhonda that she had a gun in her car. Oh, dear. And so at some point I was able to separate these, pe- these children from one another and get the whole situation under control. And then I'm still trying to get them down to the office. And we had round two out in the hallway. It was just a disaster. But at any point, the parental influence in the whole situation, uh, that was the day that my uh, faith in the parents of these children died. Gotcha. Yep. That, okay. So there you have it. Parents parents are awful. (laughs) They are. Perfect. Terrible. Um, Let's... (laughs) Let's get back on track. Uh, topic at hand. Now, we, we didn't say what the premise is, but I assume by the clever naming of this episode that it's going to become apparent what we're talking about. <laughs> That's true. Um, I should have probably introduced the topic. But, yes. well, so I, I'll, I'll help you out here. I'm not sure what your criteria for funny stories was. Um, you know, because... You know, I've got plenty of joyous moments of gaming and with you know with my friends and laughing hysterically, having fun. But I decided to me that funny was related to absolute embarrassment when it oh. comes to getting achievements. Hey, that, that, you can't go wrong with that <laughs> <laughs> because these moments, to me, looking back, are hilarious. Awesome. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure where you fall on this spectrum. So I can either get into mine, or we can hear your criteria for selecting the funny stories of achievement hunting. Uh, yeah, that's uh, more of the same. Uh, one of the stories uh, kind of played out in uh, Discord recently, so I'm sure people will remember that. And then the other ones, yeah, it's just a little mixture of everything. Uh, I think Perfect. it's just a cornucopia of different angles of Hilarity. Delightful. Well, how about <laughs> I start then with my funny moment, number three. And, uh, and you may recall there was an old XBLA game tied to a popular board game. 
Honestly, that could be anything. Monopoly, Risk, Battleship. There's so many of these games coming out. No, this one was Apples to Apples. Have you ever played Apples to Apples? Yes, uh, that's uh, yeah. I've enjoyed that game. Have you played it in real life or played it on the Xbox or both? Uh, only I didn't realize there was an Xbox. Yeah, I'm assuming you wouldn't because there's only 200 gamer score and oh, it comes with no. a, di- a discontinued achievement. You lost me. <laughs> so <laughs> you can only get 11 achievements and not the full 200 gamer score. So most people uh, ignored this on the Xbox because it, it, it went discontinued real quick. Um, huh. Only a few people ended up getting it because it was one of those dreadful Facebook integration uh, games, you know, and I, this is even before THQ had issues. But suffice it to say, uh, my uh, stupidity was to start this game after the discontinued achievement was in place. Hmm. That's beside the point. Right. Um, I, I should preface this by saying I'm terrible at the game in real life. I do not like the game in real life because I think I'm way smarter than everybody else, and that doesn't <laughs> bode well for when people pick something stupid and I get really mad. Like infamous, and they pick penguins, and I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You, I have Adolf Hitler, and you picked penguins. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, the game completely not like actual. <laughs> I guess board it game. depends on the perspective. Maybe sure. they were looking at it from a fish point of view. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Um, this game really is simply just a boosting thing, uh, and so ultimately, you you get three people together, and you can get the first ten achievements. Of course, there's 12 total. One is discontinued. So 10 of them, almost all the entire game, can be done within less than an hour. Very quickly, you can set up all these things, playing a game by playing certain cards, doing whatever. Then it comes to the 8 to 10 hour completion, which means the last achievement takes anywhere from 7 to 9 hours. 8 to 10 hours to 200 points? Yep. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure I heard you right. Yep. And, that be, and, now, and that's just to get this last, I believe it's a 50-pointer, and that's for playing 500 games over Xbox oh Live. Oh, gosh. Okay, so the games can go pretty quick. You literally are just button mashing and, you know, you're not even caring what the cards are because you don't have to win. You just have to play them. So everyone just goes mash, 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 and you just play them and do whatever. So I set up a party. This was back in uh, 2011 uh, with... Uh, Matism and Facial LaFleur. Those are some names maybe your uh, friends and uh, the people in the community have heard of. Maybe not. But those two had joined me for a series of boosting sessions where uh, we just get in a party and just mash the A button for like two hours. Now, usually back in those days, my game time was from 10 p.m. till midnight. That was pretty standard for me. You know, the wife went to bed at the news. I went downstairs and played video games for a couple hours. Well... One night, I mean, you know, this is going to take a few sessions. And so one night, I think it was like the third or fourth session, because I have have yet to complete this achievement. Uh, I'm at around 330-ish. I have like 150-some left around that area. But I recall it being about uh, 11 p.m., you know, halfway through the session. And then all of a sudden, it was 1 a.m. My controller was dead. My Xbox was idle. I had fallen asleep mid-session Despite having two people in party with me, I had passed out in the middle of this boosting group, and the two of them, despite their best effort, couldn't wake me up, and so they listened to me sleep before finally giving up and going on about their own business. <laughs> Did they record you sleeping? And play I don't know if I said anything or was snoring or anything, but like, I, re- I do recall like just kind of droning a little bit and then i was out i mean it was almost like i blacked out from drinking too much even though i was completely sober i was just was so tired i just passed out laying on my floor 
um, with a controller in front of me, drool spilling onto the carpet. I mean, it was it was embarrassing, like you wouldn't believe. I don't even know if if Mattism and Facial remember this um, and and what they did to me while I was sleeping or said anything, but that was immensely embarrassing. And uh, and to this day, I do not have that achievement. And I can only imagine if I started up again, it would be Snoo City because it is so boring. Um, how, and I totally many, regret starting that game. How many of the 500 did you get up to? I think I'm only 150 away. So that's oh, probably man. two more hours or so, <laughs> three hours of, for, of grinding that out. For 50 points. I don't even, it's something like that. It's it's wow. certainly not worth it. That's for darn sure. <laughs> All right. So there it is. They're snoozing and like stammering about penguins and falling asleep during a boosting session. Embarrassing moment, funny but embarrassing moment. Number one for me. How about you, Elroy? What uh, what do you got on your list? All right. Well, let's see. This one's uh, kind of a little quick one here. We got uh, my wonderful experience with Country Dance All Stars. Oh, I like where this is going already. Yeah. So it's a connect game. If you haven't played it, it's not it's worth 200 points times five and it is uh, old school 360 uh connect game i mean nothing special about it basically it's one of those dance games and this one is country themed i think it's the only country themed dance game out there but uh, i could be wrong about that so let me just say that i have i have some skills i have you know a few things that i'm good at my, my mama told me that I was special and all that good stuff when I was growing up, and uh, she didn't, you know, come up to the school and, and root me on. Uh, but rhythm is not one of my uh, skills that I possess. I'm so, with you. Terrible. Yeah, rhythm, just not there. It's just not there. So on these music games, uh, and dance games in particular, I generally enlist the wonderful and capable Kelly to help me with them. So she's kind of the resident house dancer. And not that she's amazing, but she might be. I don't know. But she just shines so much brighter than the dud that's next to her. And so I probably she enjoys it. I haven't asked her, but I assume she enjoys it because <laughs> she she uh, she probably thinks she's really good at dancing because she's looking over at me and I'm just – I look like I'm trying to kill something on the floor. And so, <laughs> and so anyhow, so I I enlisted her, her help with several of the achievements because there's a few. There's called, uh, there's one called Friendly Streaking. And that's with the, I think it's, they left off the G just to be cool. Friendly oh, yeah. Streaking. And then that you get that for getting a hot streak of 50X in two-player co-op. Oh, yeah. And they... If you look at the guide, they recommend the song Georgia Clay. So there's a song about uh, the clay in Georgia that you know I'm sure is just very accurate. And you can get this friendly streaking uh, two-player co-op uh, achievement in there. And then there's a couple other ones, uh, Dueling Dancer, where you can get 20 songs scored in mode competitive. That's two players. And then Friendly Face, 20 songs scored mode co-op. So... That was, that was what was on the docket for that night. It was some good TA, some good points, quick, easy, quick. Uh, it was back in the G-test thing. And and so I thought, well, this would be a great way to get some points. So I think what I ran into and why it lands on this list is a 
somewhat of a mismatch between what I view as nostalgia and perhaps expectations. And so I grew up in Texas. I Country dancing was a thing there, very popular. Most people knew how to do some, some good old country dancing. Uh, now, <laughs> country dancing, what I remember <laughs> back in the day, was you get up in a line, they play a little boot scoot and boogie, mm-hmm. and you kind of do a little to the side, to the side, sure. little heel kick, heel kick turn, and then you repeat the process. Right. And uh, basically, if you didn't know how to do country dancing, all you had to do was sit there and watch the others do it for sure. about five Follow minutes, along. and you will get it because it's very thumbs prepared. into your belt loop and yeah, you yeah. know giant buckle and oh, you, yeah. you you kick in the heels. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I I have participated in some country dance. We had it actually in our school. I had to per- dance in front of the whole school assembly one time, and and uh, you had a cowboy hat on and you did some line dancing. So what I saw when I fired up georgia clay was not that it was uh it wasn't a line there's just a couple ladies on the screen and what they were doing i think could be best described as uh some pelvic thrusts and uh other kinds of non-line dancing moves and so (laughs) i'm just i'm just picturing uh kelly and i sitting there <laughs> we were trying to process all this as it was occurring and as we were dancing next to each other doing pelvic thrusts at the tv <laughs> to country songs in the background and the whole absurdity of it all was just was just too much and so needless to say uh and the thing wasn't registering half of it and kelly complained the whole time because it was like man this thing i'm doing it right and she's not and it wasn't like she was wanting to do what she was doing and and so morale tanked really quickly like uh morale was just right out the door uh it, <laughs> it, it turned into more of less of a boost uh, to more of a hostage situation where, where <laughs> you need to stay till I get this achievement. Yeah, like uh, and she's like, I, I can't do this much, and, <laughs> and then you know it's like, why do we keep playing Georgia Clay over and over? Like, well, yeah, it was just this awful dance of I don't know. If you have the game, fire up Georgia Clay and just watch how they dance and just picture two, you know, almost one forty-year-old and one almost forty-year-old uh, <laughs> persons trying to mimic what they're doing. So. We did, in the end, we did get uh, one of the hot streaker uh, achievements, but that was about it because I couldn't even get the thing uh, configured right. And so I don't even think the two-player co-op was even active. So I think I don't even, I don't even think I was doing anything. Like, it was just tracking her and I sure. was just taking up space. So anyhow, You were there for moral support. <laughs> well, there was... I mean, if she's going to look like I an idiot, so you got to look like one, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely had to dance next to her if you call that dancing, I had to definitely do pelvic thrust next to her. And, uh, but anyhow, that landed, that had a soft spot in my heart with, uh, spending this quality time with my lovely wife, uh, doing pelvic thrust to country music. That is hilarious because I mean, there is a running theme here, but I'm, I'm going to, I'll get back to it because my okay. funny moment. Number two does not involve the connect, but involves. So I, I don't know if you recall, but there is a, a phrase out there now that is attached to my name. Um, it is called pulling a frame. And I'm not sure if you un- know the entomology of this phrase, 
So Sounds let me, like, like you did something really awesome, right? You, typically, that is not how you get uh, notoriety in this community. So uh, let me say that you know there's a lot of games that incentivize their players, uh, you know, for playing on consecutive days. And this could be, you know, in-game currency, maybe get some items. But there are some games that tie it to achievements. Okay, you know, my, the Microsoft casual games come to mind is, is you know, doing those daily challenges kind of things. Uh, but there's a game. Three, I got three days left. There you, see, and there it is. So there's a game that actually spawned this term, pulling a frame, and that game is Roblox. Oh yeah. Have you played Roblox? Oh yes, I I I, I have some very fond memories of yeah. that uh, that last achievement we're signing in so many days in a row. That is the one. Uh, oh, so goodness. pulling a frame became the term for when you actively pursue a streak, and you still play video games each day. But you can't maintain that streak because you're careless and dumb. Um, and, of course, I was doing the podcast at the time, so I, on multiple occasions, would explain I'm this close to getting it, and then the next week I'd have to say I screwed up again. Uh, and, uh, and this happened multiple times. So if you look at my timeline, I started the game January 27th, and then on January 29th, my three-day consecutive streak. Yes, on track. February 5th, 10 days. Achievement unlocked. Beautiful. February 15th, 20 kids. Nope. Nope, I pulled a frame and failed almost immediately after the 10 days. So then I had to restart it all over again and take another 20 days to go, nope, failed again. And finally ended up, after twice failing to just simply log in and get into a single match for 20 straight days, I I finally got that achievement. But this had spawned then a collection of things where I consistently failed at getting these daily things. This happened again with the Microsoft Solitaire Collection. I could not keep a daily streak, and that thing lasted for three months when it should have only done one. The Microsoft Minesweeper, most recently this last summer, I did what should have been a single month, took me four months because I couldn't just simply get a, you know, play the game once per day consistently. Um, I'm sure I'm going to continue to mess up these streaks, but the in, the entire concept of I mean, like I'd have dailies that I do every day right now. I'll sign in and get my my sign in for Providence Poker. I'll do my brawl out daily. I'll do my brawlhalla daily. Um, and that's all I have right now. But I know there's lots of people out there with some gems of war. There's lots of people out there with you know other. I used to do a Happy Wars daily. I used to. There's so many of these stupid games. Yet. Now I've, I'm doing all these things, and I'm not getting anything for them. There's no achievements tied to any of this crap. But back in the day, I couldn't be bothered to just consistently either set an alarm or convince myself it was worth my time to do it at the same time every day when it literally would take maybe five minutes, and I just, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Nope, and then I would forget. Awful. So pulling a frame has uh, number two. On, on my list of big, dumb, embarrassing failures um, that, uh, that I, I consist, consistently repeat throughout my, uh, my gaming career. Yeah, that, that Roblox one. I, it's I a monster. Well, I forget. How many days is that one? Is 20. That like, see, that one, that thing cheated, man. That thing, that <laughs> was one of the ones that I, I logged in like 60, 70 days in a row on that thing. And finally it popped like, I don't know, it was months after it. And I I even had Kelly log in on that one when I was out of town. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it was, don't, yeah, don't get me started on that one. But um, yeah, I just, 
I got this. Uh, I'm three days away on the Microsoft, uh, whatever the card game one is, and so yep, I got a good thing going. I wake up in the morning and I do my morning pee. That's when I knock it out. That perfect. So, yep, just take a little extra. Wait a minute, you time in there? And, you pee uh, sitting down? Yeah, man. It, on it's, purpose? It's dark. Yeah, it's dark. Oh, in there. okay. Why don't you turn <laughs> the lights on? Well, I don't want to wake up anybody. But well, you're in the bathroom. You well, yeah. The lights, like it, it bothers your wife that much. Well, yeah. Okay, and that's fair. That's happy, fine. Happy, happy wife, happy life, my man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. So, yeah, you don't want to, you know, pee all over the floor in the dark, man. Well, I get that, that, but I, I mean, I, you yeah. know, I'll, I'll close the doors and turn on the light. I get it. There's that, that little, skill, there's that man. little thing in there. That on takes the some skill to, you know, just kind of, you know. Use both hands to play solitaire while you're just going, you know. I, I don't know, man. I don't think I trust myself with that. Yeah, that'd be so, a bit much. <laughs> so, all right. Well, my uh, my second one, related here, is uh, from Siggy and the Farta Methuselah or whatever it's go. called. Yep, see? You knew it. You just oh, tied I knew it. I did. Yep. So, and he, uh, he pees sitting down in the morning, too. So, Like a I, gentleman. Yeah, I mean... He didn't want to wake up the mermaid. So, have you played this one uh, at all? I have not, but I've listened to three reviews on it <laughs> through this and various other podcasts. Uh, all right. Well, maybe your time will come. I so have... I could close my eyes and envision this game very vividly. <laughs> well, it's, it doesn't take much, and you don't. You could almost do a blink and almost miss it. It's just <laughs> one of those little uh, quick ones. So I was excited to play this game because I love bad games, and so. I had saved this one up for the the tournament, and and I when it came out, I was like, oh, I really wanted to play that, and so I had to wait, and I waited, and then finally that week came in December, and it came time to do this one. So as uh, and I I heard about it through X. Uh, he was talking about it in one of our VSSs, and uh, him he and I we did one that lasted way too long, and uh, in that one he had talked about it, but. The final week came of the tournament, and so it came time to blow through all these zero to one completions and one yep. hour and one to two hour completions. That was my whole strategy, and so I started Siggy when I was at work. So uh, basically, I have a planning period the first part of the day, and so I get about a two hour break to start off my Monday and Wednesday days. And so this was Wednesday morning, and so I it was the day of the big cut. And so I had already gone through two other games. I think like the station and something else, sure. assemblance. I I forget. Well, there's so many of them. And so I I had gone through about two or three of these games. And so my time was running out in my planning period. And so I was about halfway uh, into this Siggy game, which is you know about halfway through. The, it's like I don't know, 15, 20 minutes into the game, which is about halfway. And so I was running out of time. And so the bell was about to ring, and my class was about to come in, and I was like, well, dang, I, I really wanted to, you know, I need these points, and so I really need this to happen. And so then I thought, oh, wait, there is an Student Achievement Factory member and Ooh. an Achievement Hunters 101 member. Ooh. She says she listens, so this will be our, uh, a testament whether or not she listens. I'll see if she says anything about this. But anyhow, Gnarly Sodas... She just happens to be in that first class, so Fantastic. she comes walking. Yeah, she comes walking in, and I'm like, 
So, uh, you know, um, I, I may have something else for you to do. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, how about today you just kind of go back here and, uh, and I'll show you something. And so it wasn't a very hard sell. Um, uh, once I got the class started, I, you know, dragged her back there. And I'm like, okay, so this is a very easy game. All you got to do is beat, you know, the stages. And there's these caves. There's one cave on every stage. All you got to do is go in the cave and check by the bing by the boom get grab all the letters you have to spell siggy out so there's four little letters on every stage so just make sure you grab those and here's a little walkthrough shouldn't be any problems she assured me yeah i got this and i thought okay i even played through a stage show her how easy it is and then i'm like okay go for it and i'm gonna go you know do my job and stuff and so <laughs> you know, my, my real job here and so I went back to the class and I, you know, was kind of wandering around. I was probably playing actually on my Windows device uh, on some ACA game, but uh, she uh, was back there and I'm, I'm not seeing anything on my phone. You know, I'm like, you know, about ten minutes past. There's nothing popping on my phone. Uh, I'm like, hmm, well, this is unusual. Uh, yeah, and so finally I just go back there, and she's on the same freaking stage. There's like Jeez. there's like three little <laughs> sickles that I mean this is like platforming 101. This is not a difficult game. And so there's like three sickles that just swing on like a pivot back yeah. and forth and they were just demolishing her. I'm like what I'm, I I sat there and watched and I'm like like why like it was just hard to process like how are you so bad at platforming? Like you don't see that thing swinging towards you? And you jump right into it, or you like, you know, run backwards into the other one. And I mean, it was just, it was hard to watch. And so I'm like, at, at the same time, I had built up this stash because every time you beat the stage and get all the letters, you get an yeah. extra person. And so your extra lives. And so at the end, when you take on Hulk Hogan, you need all those lives, or you need at least some extra ones there. She had blown through it, it had already continued. And blown through several continues, and you only start with like three. And I'm like, "What in the heck are you doing back here?" And so <laughs> I'm like, "This game is not hard. Well, let me just get you through this stage." And so I sat there, and well, actually, I didn't sit. I stood right there next to her, picked up the controller, beat it first try, and I'm like, "That's all you had to do." And so then the next stage came up, and I'm like, "See, all you gotta do is this." And I'm like, I went and played to that stage, and then the next stage, I'm like. Well, let me go ahead and beat this little mini boss for you, and and so I beat that one, and then the next stage came up, and by this time I'm just like, well, I'll just do one more, and so I sat there and I literally played through the rest of the whole freaking game, <laughs> and, <laughs> and she sat there and watched it, and I'm like, see how easy it is? I'm sitting here beating this first try, and so I'm not sure <laughs> if like uh, I'm just really great at platformers. Maybe she's just really terrible at platformers. Maybe it's a, something of the both. But anyhow. At the end, I'm like, okay, well, that wasn't so bad. And then I went and looked at my list, and I'm like, wait a minute. I got a muff completion here. I'm missing one. What? What? What is this? And so apparently there's one of the achievements that is for getting 100% on the game by finding all the caves, finding all the letters, and finding yeah. all the collectibles, and it has to be done in 30 minutes. Oh, and no. And so having outsourced this activity, she ran up the clock on the game, and so when I finished, it was like 40-something minutes. And I'm like, so if had I not outsourced this, I would have, you know, 40 was not less than 30. And she had a good 15, 20 minutes on there where she just sat there and just 
went beast mode on the sickles and see how sharp they were. And so, <laughs> and so I did not get that achievement. So I'm like, oh lord. And so I got home a few days. You know, a few days later, I'm just like after the tournament ended, I'm like, I guess I should clean up that game. And so. I, I came to grips that I'm one of the few people that had to do a second Siggy run. And so I, yeah, so I plowed through it, no problem. And then I think that an important note here is that reading is important. So, like, what you think you know does not actually equate to what you actually have to do or what you, you know, what is reality. Sure. So I thought that it was a speed and cave run. So you have to beat the game in 30 minutes and hit all the caves and get all the letters. But I didn't realize that those other collectibles were not optional. And so... Oh, no. Yeah. So I plowed through it. I finished the game easily under 30 minutes. It was like, I don't know, 22 minutes or something. I mean, I was well under it. If even that, I can't remember the time. And I'm like, okay, pop any minute now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Whenever you want to. <laughs> yeah, good joke here. All right. So what I'm trying to say is that I am one of the even fewer people... <laughs> that have played Siggy three times through. I don't know. You can blame, like, what? I, I just need to read better. But I got to this final playthrough here, and I I, I drank a lot of tea before I played it, and so maybe I, the pause wasn't working very good, or maybe it was the stage where there is no cave, and I was looking for a cave, and I'm like, where's the freaking cave? I, I didn't have a walkthrough at this point. I'm like, I know this game by now. I, I forgot there was no cave on that stage. Blame whatever, but by the time I shot Hogan and the Irish one last time, I th it, it took a lot longer than I thought of that it would have. So I finished the game at 29 minutes and 42 seconds. Oh my goodness. And I damn near had to play that damn game four times, but fortunately by 18 seconds, I was able to get that freaking achievement. So the moral of the story is, don't have a millennial platform for you. <laughs> I like that. That is absolutely apropos. Uh, and it's funny. I mean, that, that game is really one that you want to savor and enjoy multiple playthroughs, right? Because oh, it's yeah, so wonderfully written. So deep. Yeah, deep. It's, there's, a bit, there's a good message there. There's a real, real good <laughs> message. Wow, that is something special, isn't it? Um, Indeed. I, uh, so I'm kind of cheating on this, oh. this last one here because it while it is... It's kind of three moments, or multiple moments, I guess. But but really, it all comes down to something that you had alluded to earlier, and that is the beauty that is Connect 1.0. Um, <laughs> gamers are not well known for their physical prowess, typically. And so it should come as little surprise that the Connect was not immensely popular amongst the gaming crew. You know, it was really cool tech that worked sometimes, and, you know... Some people like actually wanted that, do some fitness type stuff and maybe some games. Uh, but typically this peripheral had provided some of the goofiest, silliest, most outrageous moments in gaming for me. And so here are some moments that, that just stood out of, of absolute absurdity. Now, this first run here was in uh, an application called Voice Studio. Have, uh, have you heard of this at all? Uh, it does not sound promising at so, all. So this was this was back um, back in the day, and and it's not necessarily the Connect, but they were toying with voice commands. Xbox was looking at you know with um, 
just general voice command type things. And so I, was I, a, I don't think I've ever used a single voice command with any of my Xboxes. Yeah, I, I typically don't either. Although now I'm using Google and Alexa a lot more. But this this literally was, um, you know, previously there was the Xbox Live Labs. And this was a year before. And really, that was just to kind of look at what people are running from an infrastructure standpoint. And you would just let that thing idle for, uh, you know, a few hours. And then uh, you woke up. You had zero gamer score, but yet there was three achievements, and they came with uh, avatar awards. And so, like, that's how I got my lab coat on my, my avatar. I was pretty excited. I'm a scientist, so I like that. I still use it today. And so there was a promise of avatar awards for this voice studio. And so you you had the, the connect... Um, plugged in and you would talk to it and here's uh here's how it was it was it was it was required more interaction than simply letting this thing idle and and now technically you could just mumble your way through but really they are trying to improve the service so you might as well do it you have to you know it's not going to take any longer or shorter so here it is, right? You, uh, the achievements are for completing tracks in Voice Studio. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to start this thing up. At about, it's about 10 p.m. normally when I game, right? So this will be a short little commitment. There's only four achievements. And so uh, you have to do the first achievement is for uh, completing fa- the tracks on one and two. Okay, so you have to say 30 phrases for track one. And then that unlocks track two, and you have to say 40 phrases. Okay, pop. There it is. First achievement, 1030. Do you get to choose the phrases, or are these no, predetermined? No, they're random. So it's stuff like Xbox, Bing search, or Xbox, what's the weather? Xbox, bring down the house. Okay, I don't think that was one, but you get the idea. <laughs> You're literally just asking commands, saying random things, Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, you know, just weird things to, to like listen to people's inflection, voices, how loud do you have to be? Can you distinguish between accents? I, just, I wonder if you just activated something on people's Xboxes that are like listening to the podcast. I don't even know. I think I have to say Alexa to do that first. Uh, oh. And we'll see if anything happens. Um, Alexa, buy some toilet paper. <laughs> so, first achievement for doing tracks one and two pops at 10.30. Okay, that's not terrible, but I can see where this is going. Okay, track three, 50 phrases. Track four, 60 <laughs> phrases. Okay, that took 25 minutes, but there's my second achievement. Track five, 70 phrases. Track six, 80 fra- phrases. Okay, now that's another 35 minutes have passed. This is getting late. Track 7, 90 phrases. Track 8, the final achievement, 100 phrases. And it is now midnight. I have said 500 phrases to my Xbox. I can't remember the exact specifics of what I've said, but this is a 32-year-old man in his living room talking to a (laughs) computer for two hours in the middle of the night. Um, Not one of my proudest moments, but (laughs) I did it for 50 gamer score. (laughs) <laughs> and were, some, were, you, were you at least in your underwear or anything like that? I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah, my, you know, certainly in my jams, that's for sure. <laughs> then, so that was the start of my Connect-based adventures, because then the next Connect adventure, well, I, it could very well be Connect adventure, uh, but I think more appropriately, more appropriately it would be Wipeout. Um, you know, these... Really, I at this point, like I was looking for Connect-based games. Like I, I wanted to use this thing. I wanted to, you know, if, if people designed this this peripheral in mind, like I wanted to play those games. Uh, they typically have high TA, which is nice because you know people start them and say this is the most god awful tracking. You can't get anything <laughs> done. This is so stupid. 
Um, or, or or they see a bunch of people pelvic thrusting and like yeah exactly yeah. exactly so you flail and jump and hold your hands up and running in place. Now when I was playing this, I was certainly less fit than I am now, uh, and this was a, just a complete comedy of huffing and puffing, sore <laughs> arms, shoulders, and legs, nearly passing out, and most importantly, sweating profusely through my shirts. I mean, I would like pit out constantly, even during games like Double Fine's Happy Action Theater and Connect Party, which are like 90-second mini-games that are not at all intensive. Like You literally are maybe, you know, grabbing floaty balloons or something. It is obscene how much physical exertion I put into this stupid thing. But <laughs> the cream of the crop oh. comes with Red Bull crashed ice. Have you heard of this game at all? No, but it sounds like it's just really uh, exciting. Do you recall (laughs) the Crashed Ice series? Crashed Ice. Yeah, so Red Bull would sponsor this every year. Uh, This was immensely popular in the late 2000s, early uh, 2010s, that type of time. And they would go to different cities. St. Paul actually had one here where I'm at. You could go and see it. And they would build effectively an extreme cross-country course uh, with, you know, where you cross-country ski on, only it was pure ice, and you would you would hockey skate on that, it. That explains things. We don't have ice down here. Yeah, so so you would, uh, you know, it was a, a hockey, you know, you'd, you'd have your hockey equipment on, and it was a, a race, a sprint through obstacles. It was like a mix between... Um, like if you if you had a hockey player on a luge course or a bobsled course, right? These tight icy curves. Um, it was a little wider, right? You could fit four people, and these people would just go and beat the hell out of each other all the way as fast as they could down this thing. It, uh, fast, dangerous, um, ridiculous. It was fun to watch, but you know it was, it was of course Red Bull, all the rage at the at the time, and and they released a game, uh, a connect based game in 2012. So. There was because there were not so many connect based games. I picked this thing up early, uh, and and I got thirteen achievements on day one, which is completing all the races in gold. Now I was immensely sore after doing this because <laughs> the mechanics require you to effectively do speed skaters in your living room. You are pumping your arms. You are um, jump squatting because you have to jump and then land in a squat position. You have to uh, hold your arms up to block in case you're going to run into an obstacle. You have to punch and kick your opponents next to each other. So, I mean, this is just all on flailing, and it is quite physically demanding. So, here's the thing. Um, Because connect tracking is so poor... (laughs) <laughs> you have to do it like three you, times. To this do. is immensely frustrating and difficult. Okay. This has one of my least favorite achievement types in it. That is the leaderboard achievement. Oh, okay. yeah. Reach number one in the world on any track. And so by the time I got to this game, you can imagine that this was completely out of reach for most people. <laughs> and and there were multiple requests to, and here's the developer, beautiful developer, Bongfish, uh, to to get them to reset the leaderboard. Yeah, sounds credible. Yep. They were not terribly keen to do it. But after months of pestering, uh, one uh, one individual did get them to agree to a, a leaderboard reset, and they said, listen, we will be resetting the leaderboards at 
midnight Pacific Standard Time, January 25th. Now, apparently they did this again in September of 2016. I, you know, that not an issue for me. So that's now twice in the last four years they've ever done this reset. But that was it, right? So, okay, I'm in Minnesota. That is central time, which means this is 2 a.m. for the reset. And oh. so at 2 a.m. On, uh, on January 25th, I am sweating, jumping. All the lights are turned on downstairs because, you know, the Kinect needs to see me. Uh, and the TV is directly below the master bedroom where my lovely wife has been now sleeping for three to four hours. So you can imagine her delight when she's ripped from slumber by what sounds like a mosh pit in our living room. <laughs> That's awesome. I am frantically logging into race after race after race, trying to find any of these tracks that are still obtainable. I'm flailing, I'm jumping, I'm freaking out. It's 2 a.m., 2.30. Like, I'm trying to find anything that I could possibly still get. These races don't take terribly long, but, you know, people are trying to still put in a time and you know they know the leaderboards are up for grabs so they're trying to block everyone else my wife comes downstairs sleep <laughs> clouding her eyes but the scowl was very clear followed <laughs> by the inquiry what the hell are you doing it is 2 a.m now what can you say to that because at this point i mean as much as i would love to tell her the truth I can't get my focus off the game because I'm running out of time. There's only a few races left that have obtainable leaderboards. So it's like, don't worry about it. Just go to bed. Just leave it. I got it. Let me just finish this kind of thing. Which you, is should, you should have told her, I'm saving the world, babe. The saving worst the world. answer. <laughs> 229, I ended up unlocking the achievements. I did get it. I got a number one time. It was delightful. Now, of course, they're far. You cannot do this anymore. The, the times are obscene. Um, I shut down the game, wiped the sweat from my brow, <laughs> absorbed the moisture from under my arms, and slunk upstairs and slid into bed, both at the, the simultaneously feeling victorious and defeated in shame. And my <laughs> wife rolls over and says, you smell awful. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even shower I off didn't after even that? shower. Wow. 30 minutes of jumping Your around. I mean, it was bedtime, ago, right? right? It was, yeah. oh boy. And I, I I really think this was, you know, she had not had uh, much, uh, was not big a fan of my gaming, but this was one of those moments that really set me back on the old, uh, sure you know, she, the, uh, the goodwill column. <laughs> I'm sure she still gives a crap about she it. She was yeah. immensely mad about yeah. this. Yeah. Um, hey, I got it done, right? These are some things you do for achievements. I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it. I still don't have the completion because the completion is stupid. Um, I, I feel maybe I should at some point try and give it a go. I mean, I'm, I'm more physically fit now. I, maybe I could do it. But, yeah, that was that was probably the most embarrassing, momentous failure uh, as a husband and gamer, yet, like I said, simultaneously being a beautiful moment of grabbing a very rare achievement. Um, and there you have it. My number one. Oh wow, that's that's very memorable. That's pretty. I'm just picturing you. Uh, you know, she walks in, and you're like, "Go away, go away!" And then right. You, like, get in bed, all nasty. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah. Man. Like, how do you explain within seconds of saying, "Listen, okay, this leaderboard reset is never going to happen again. Uh, it it needs to be done right now. The people all over the world are doing times that are so crazy, they can finish two races in the amount of time it takes me to do one race. I need to get this done." 
Um, that turns you can't say all that when you're uh, out of breath because you yeah. are pumping your hands and ice skating down a right. fake uh, a fake ice rink. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, um, see, I, I still got two things left here. You kind of snuck three in there on me. I did. Uh, I did. It was all connect stuff. They're just glorious. Oh, so man. let me hear. Let me hear yours. All right. Uh, I'll uh, fly through them here pretty good. Uh, so the first one is called. Lazy Galaxy Rebel Story. Have you heard of this game? I have not. This sounds crazy. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's a story about rebels, but it's also a story about a lazy galaxy. It's the best of both worlds. But no, this one, uh, this is the one that kind of played out in Discord. So if you're not in our Discord, perhaps you should. I would tell you where to go to join, but I, I don't know. I don't do that part. So uh, just use the internet. You'll figure it out. So this beaut of a game is... I think you could best describe it as like a side shooter and you cross it with a, uh, with Star Fox. If you remember Star Fox. You I were... do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You might enjoy this one. Though. You so, know, I was just started playing a uh, Starlink, you know, that, uh, that weird Ubisoft, uh, flight game that you put that giant spaceship on top of your controller. It's oh, no. unwieldy as all hell. I was just oh. on, uh, I was on Best Buy for like 20 bucks for the deal of the day. Uh, I was playing with my son just tonight. It's just like Star Fox. Oh. Um, the, no. the the peripheral that goes on your controller is obscene. It's so heavy. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, okay. No, that's great. Um, so, well, this one, you could do it. You know, you don't even have to add anything to your controller. You want to play a Star Fox type game? Here you go. I think it's like $7 for this game. Maybe okay. $8. Anything. So, uh, it's like a 2D Star Fox. So, a lot of weird it's like a collection of weird animals and people uh flying the planes and they are some chatty cathies let me tell you something uh, lots of dialogue pop-ups so okay. it's constant dialogue and so there's like a t-rex in a top hat and you might he might be talking to what i describe as dirty owl man okay and uh and then they have a back and forth dialogue or maybe cyberpunk lady uh, might talk to uh, lizard face uh there's all kinds of stuff going on and so there's also an evil octopus guy that talks trash to you the whole time and so as in entertaining as this sounds that's not where the funny part comes in so the funny part comes in in that somehow when i fired up the game there were a bunch of options that I didn't see. Now, I can't explain exactly how it happened. Uh, maybe the cat stepped on the controller while I was off urinating or something. Or, <laughs> yep. or maybe I was just mashing through the buttons to get through the menus. I honestly, I honestly have no idea how this happened. It's unsolved to this day. Maybe there was a second shooter. I, I'm not really <laughs> sure. All right? It's a great mystery in this household. But whatever the case, unbeknownst to me, I somehow changed the language to gibberish. It's um, it looked like a some combination of languages that I've never quite seen before. I I, I like to think I I, I know a lot of languages. Sure. Uh, uh, like you could look at a language and say, okay, that looks like this. This one looked like a Russian and a Greek mixed together with hieroglyphics. I okay. don't know what it was. It was so, gibberish to me. So gibberish, that's the native language of jabronia. <laughs> yeah, well, this game was all about the jabronia. <laughs> this game, it was gibberish left and right. It's, like I said, Dirty Owl Man and T-Rex and Top Hat, they had a lot of conversations going. And 
but the 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 part that got me was is that I didn't know that I changed the language. So I thought, well, this is kind of interesting. I thought that the game was supposed to play out like this. Like, uh, what's that one game of the with the clay guy in it and like all the language you you have to get the translator stone and then you can understand what's being said. I can't remember. Oh that. yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, with the oh. little baby and the, yeah, I forget. It I is, I, um, I also forget, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and so, uh, but anyway, it, I thought it was like that. So I'm like, well, this language, this is purposeful. This is the way it's supposed to be. I'm like, at some point, I'll f- understand what's going on. And so, I had no idea what was going on. It was kind of funny at first because they'd be like, blah, 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 you know, and they're just like. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. But then it kind of slowly pivoted uh, because then the scenes on the screen didn't quite, like, dictate the actions. So, <laughs> like, like it wasn't telling me a story. You know, usually if you do that, you can tell what's going on by the yeah. actions of the character. They were just basically sitting in one spot in the spaceship having very long conversations. And I'm like, okay, this is not, <laughs> this is not starting to – this is like a red flag here. Yeah. And then – uh, at the end of the stage, you beat the boss, get your achievement, you get a power-up. And all the power-up information was all in gibberish. It's like, yeah, I saw like plus 10%, plus 20%, you know, plus 20 point, blah, 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 blah. you know, it's like, yep. what, what am I adding this to? I don't know what this means. And so by the time I finally took this to Discord to see if anybody else had this problem, I was like way too deep into the levels. I was like, well, I don't want to have to start this game all over. And so I figured I'll just stay the course. And so all the achievements are are level related. And uh, a little sidebar, it's kind of fun to look at the list of the achievements for this game because they're all like, uh, it's like all different headshots of the boss that you are defeating, which are all evil octopuses. Yeah. And so, uh, so like it's a who's who of weird uh, octopus heads. And so the Chivo names are always are all very original. There's uh they they're labeled tortoise boss defeated, spider tank <laughs> sure. defeated, rotating boss defeated, and so et cetera, et cetera. And so finally I hit a wall. The final boss, he tore me up. Like he just <laughs> oh he just he cut right through me. Apparently your comrades died die off if they get shot down. I thought they were replenished, but I had no basis for that because they didn't really tell me. And if they did I wouldn't have understood it anyway. And so the power-ups are very important, it would seem. And so, I'm just like, oh, man. So, it became obvious that somehow I needed to change the language to fix this problem and, or, and to know what is going on. And at some point, I was trying to change the language because I had no idea what I was doing in the option menu because it was all in gibberish. And somehow, I reset the game. I'm like, well, there goes my save. And I got to restart anyway, so I might as well do it in English, figure out what is going on here. And so finally, I tried every freaking dang option on there. I click on the first one, went through all the, the things, went through the next menu down. I must have gone down to the final menu possible. But finally, in front of my my eyes, it was like sweet, blessed Merkin just – appeared right on the screen <laughs> and i could read i could see it was like the you know the blindness went away and so at that point i just plowed right through the game and so the power-ups yes they are very important i mm-hmm. picked the correct ones uh, that would help me get further and i i found out all about the evil octopus plot i don't oh, want to perfect. spoil it for okay. you okay yeah, yeah thanks i appreciate it yeah and 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 i would like recommend this game to people uh, however, 
I currently have a muff completion on it because there's one Chivo called Survivalist, and it's worth 200 gamer score, where you have to see every dialogue between these chatty Cathy's. And so, uh, evil, or like, uh, dinosaur top hat guy, he has like eight conversations with Dirty Owlman, <laughs> and Dirty Owlman has eight conversations with Cyberpunk Lady. Cyberpunk Lady has eight conversations with Dino Man. Uh, you you can see how this is going to add up, and so yep. there's a there's a guy for it that says if you keep doing the first stage over and over and picking the different combinations of characters, you'll see the progress bar goes up. I did this for about 15 minutes. I didn't really see it going up very fast, and I'm like, eh, I'm good. And so I got a nice 800 easy gamer score, assuming that you know uh, uh, most people will get that, assuming sure. they don't play it in gibberish. So there you go. That's my. Uh, that's terrible right. moments telling on myself so <laughs> did yeah. uh have you ever seen the movie babel uh, i think brad pitt and uh gosh who's the who's the female kate blanchett is in it it's kind of set in the middle east uh, it's like this series of story i can't remember when the movie came out but it was one of those back in the day that it was, you know, talked about with, oh boy, it's all, it's going to win all these awards, it's really provocative and whatnot. And so my wife and I are like, hey, listen, we, we should we should see this. Like, it seems like something that, you know, people are talking about, maybe maybe we should watch it. And so we, we rented this thing and, and, you know, watched, started watching it. And and like I said, it's, it's got these series of kind of intertwined stories and so the the brad pitt and Kate blanchett story you know they're two americans on a you know out in the middle east and then it comes to the story of like a, a, a middle eastern boy and you know he's speaking in uh iraqi i believe or uh, i guess i don't remember exactly where it is but he's speaking his language and it's like i i don't i can't understand what he's saying like there's nothing <laughs> here i can't i don't get it and then it would switch to like some other person maybe in europe and they would be speaking in their language. It's like, okay, I recognize this as, you know, German or Russian or something. But again, I don't speak those languages. I don't get it. And I'm thinking, oh, Tower of Babel. You know, maybe that's the point. That's that's why it's so artsy. It's like you have to, <laughs> you know, what is it that, as someone who only knows one language, trying to piece all these things together? Oh, this is really provocative. Like this is amazing, right? We didn't end up finishing it. Uh, it was it was late, and so we decided to 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 give it another crack the next day. Realized that we turned the subtitles off, <laughs> and we were supposed to be reading the whole time what these people were saying. And uh, and no, it was just a relatively generic movie. We just forgot nice. to, yeah. Yeah, that's important. Yep, it totally <laughs> is. Right on. Well, my last one for you. Uh, this was kind of a quick one, but this one was had to do more with uh, <laughs> having a, an audience here. So, this one's from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So, a nice, relevant game that most people have heard of, uh, other than these uh, three other turds I've been talking about. So, my mom and my brother, they were over from Arkansas, and we had some time to kill before uh, Kelly, she plays the flute, and so she had a concert, and so they came over to watch, and so... They're sitting there, and um, my brother, he recently got the Ass Creed bug, and 
he got it very similar to what I did. So basically, it's something about these games. Like you discover them, and then you want to play all of them like as fast as you can. So yep. he's pl- he played all the games in one year, like I did. Wow. And uh, yeah, and so he's already love. He is already level seventy in Odyssey, and and knew everything about the game, and has surpassed me in you know As Creed skill and whatever. And so he wanted to see my character. Well. I have been a busy. I've been busy with that tournament when it came out, and and since then, I don't know. It's just been really hard to to go back to a real game. I've been so focused on just obtaining gamer score, and it's been really difficult for me to slow down to the pace of just a normal game and and do it. So I've barely started this thing. Okay. Um, I I don't. I've just barely did. I I chose my character, so I chose the dude. So no offense to ladies, but if I'm given the choice, I always choose the dude, and more specifically, I always choose the rip dude. It's just sure. my personal preference. And so, well, he played, you know, you're role playing. You want to, yeah. you know, feel like you're the character. There you go. That's we'll say that's my excuse. Sure. And so, or you're attracted by well-oiled, strong men. <laughs> there you go. Could be that too. Yep. And uh, and you know, who pee sitting down in the morning. And so. <laughs> My brother, he played with the chick because he, she, you know, he said, "Well, she's the canon character," and oh boy. and you know, he's just really into this thing. And so I'm like, "No, nah, I just picked the bounty hunter dude." And my mom, my brother saw the Earth. My brother always plays a very noble hero. He's into like all those role playing games, and he always plays the hero. My mom, she's seen him play several times. Wonderful church going. You know, saw the Earth people, mm-hmm. and so I'm not my brother. <laughs> and so there was uh, on your podcast once upon a time. Uh, I believe it was Randy. He came on and talked about playing Risk and how there was some guy who will always play Risk as if he was an orc tribe. I yes. believe. Yep. And for some reason that stuck with me, and I just always thought that was super awesome and was one of my <laughs> favorite contributions he gave. And so. When I started playing this this uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I decided right off the bat, once they kept calling me Bounty Hunter, that I would play it as if I was Boba Fett. Okay, so, I like it. Yeah, and so I was kind of a darker shade of gray than Boba Fett. And so with my newfound audience of my mom and my brother, I decided that that darker shade should even get darker. And so my family members <laughs> were sitting there, and what they saw was... Very appalling to them, and I'm not <laughs> sure that they have forgiven me for it. But basically, I go into a temple. There's people praying there. I slaughtered them all. <laughs> I'm not sure why I would just slaughter everybody. And so I get on my horse. I run my horse as fast as it can right up to the cliff, and I jump off the cliff in full steam. And I figured Bob Fett would get there as fast as he possibly could, point A to point B. There was a cliff in the way. I went right over the cliff with the horse. The horse falls to its death. You jump in the water. <laughs> you swim off. And at this part, point, I started getting looks of horror, you know. And so I would go into random houses and murder the whole family. And then I'd pick up their bodies and throw them into the street as a warning. Uh, then I would kill every animal. It didn't matter what kind of animal it was. I would use the – I would all say, it's coming right for me. And – and then my mom would say, you know, why did you kill that wolf? And I'm like, well, he's coming right for me. Everyone's kept coming right for me. And so 
my mom kept asking me why I was doing <laughs> these things. My brother kept just kind of sat there kind of chuckling. He's like, well, there's going to be an upcoming bounty hunter system, and you're going to have to need to change your ways. Oh, and, boy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, if a bounty hunter? Hell, I kicked their ass, too. <laughs> I mean, I was just talking a big game. You know, my little level three character, you know. And, and <laughs> anyhow, I had a regard. I had a hell of a good time playing this game with my newfound audience and terrorizing the entire countryside. That's funny. And uh, I'm I'm not sure if they'll ever watch me play video games. Yeah, either. you know, Mom, everybody dies <laughs> some point. That's right. <laughs> On a long enough timeline, the survival rate always drops to zero. Bingo. Yep. That's funny. I could not imagine sharing gaming moments with non-gamers like my <laughs> parents wife like they oh, yeah. just don't care they look at it and they're like this is the dumbest thing and it's like you want to show them the good stuff like you know oh here's a really compelling story you should get involved in this but then they see stuff like like you said uh you know that kind of garbage or me jumping around like an idiot in my living room and they look at this and they're like yeah absolutely not <laughs> I, or sc- hoot scoot and boogie you know that it's like what, what's wrong with you guys <laughs> well, yeah, you, you watch that line dance and you would definitely yeah. think something's wrong with you, you adult infants just another person <laughs> i have to take care of well i think like we've gone long enough here frame maybe we should uh uh put a bow on it so you got anything Sounds you want to plug good. I don't. I've just been, uh, you know, it's it's near the end of my month. The month here. I don't. Do you know what my birthday is coming up? Uh oh. Yeah, right after right, right after the Super Bowl. So, oh. uh, you know, I hopefully there's some good fun stuff that's happening uh, for that. Yeah. Like maybe an entire day full of gaming. That would Ooh. be that would be delightful, wouldn't it? Oh man, that just sounds like summer break. But yeah. <laughs> yeah right that's right i, I suppose with you <laughs> oh game of day uh, yeah. old day of gaming right yeah that, i can do that i can do a whole week of gaming <laughs> <laughs> wonderful wonderful okay well yeah no that's about it I, I have nothing important of value going on just getting to talk to you is is really the the, uh, the highlight oh yeah of, of my social interaction there you go. Well, if, once the birthday hits, you'll have to come back on and tell us how you spent it. Maybe you'll play some Siggy. Maybe you'll play some uh, gibberish galaxy. And, uh, you know, I'll be playing a lot of Crisis, it looks like, in February, as that is my uh, task to try and complete that game in the month. Crisis. Crisis. Ever is, that is, that? is that another 200-pointer? Nope, it's a thousand. It's a it's a first person shooter with this Ugh. dude who wears like a, he's essentially like the predator from you know the, the you know the old jungle warfare oh, yeah. movie. Yep. He he's the predator. He has like a camouflage suit and stuff, and he goes yeah. stomping around killing dudes. Oh man! When he kills them, does their do their arms fall off and still somehow shoot? You know, the gun while their arm is severed from their body. I'm not sure how much evisceration goes on, but he certainly does. He can certainly choke hold people and throw bodies at other people, which is fun. Um, Yeah, he's a a fun super soldier. So I'll be spending my time doing that. All right. Delight Chopper. I think that might actually be an achievement in the game. Not to. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like something they would do. If it it bleeds, we can kill it. There you go. Uh, Anyway. There's a a lot of material in that one. Anyway. Bingo. Thanks All again right. for having me on, bud. Yep. We'll talk to you soon. Next time. Thanks for uh, making it to the end of the segment and listening. Peace Later, out. Guys. Yeah, I got some. Um...
January 31st. Yeah, it came and went, but as we all know, it was National Backwards Day. And here at VSS, that strikes a special chord with us, given that we do everything backasswards around here. Each week we start with five, assuming you scrub through the lowly honorable mention, and we end up at one. What kind of malarkey is this? Regardless, in honor of this national day, and in honor of our amazing segment that you listen to 16 times each week, we present to you our top five backwards Chivos list. But first, given that it's been weeks, weeks since the three of us have recorded together, it's time for some good old fashioned pleasantries. Secondly, I am joined by an impressive teacher in the Pennsylvania state of America. So impressive is this teacher that he currently ranks 19,652nd in the world in educational and trivia games played. How are you, X? Did you just go through the leaderboards on the whole site and find, like, my lowest one? What? I mean, that is, don't see yourself short. That is quite an accomplishment. Yeah, right? well. Well, two can play that, that game. A... Two can play that game, Mr. 2136 <laughs> on the health and fitness games leaderboard. Ooh, Ooh. burn. Ooh. Um, anyway, uh, did you know that Jesus spelled backwards sounds like sausage? Sausage to save the day. Sausage? <laughs> All right. However, ladies first. So let me first introduce a familiar face. She has been missing for quite a while and has been out and about traveling where she has been no doubt experiencing a ton of action. And adventure games. She is ranked 15th, 15th in the world in getting action. And adventure gamer score in the New York state of America on her Windows phone. She is Matrix. How are you, Em? I'm very well. So is that... 15 out of like 16 were you scrubbing the bottom for me too <laughs> um i don't know i think there's more than 15 gamers in the state of Merkel. well on windows like, phone though so the, the total uh, worldwide is probably about like 27 or so and i'm sure half of them are in our discord so well you know it's a small but mighty pool we'll go with that all right well let's just say thanks again to everyone for listening let the countdown to our next segment begin now. Top three British celebrity crushes. Number one, Adele. Number two, Emma Watson. Number three, Kieran Knightley. Top three reasons I missed being on the very sequential segment. Number one, Elroy's stories. Number two, X possibly being even more punny than Elroy is. And number three, missing out on the chance to record with Jeffy. Hey, Emma, miss you. Oh, hey, hey, it's Jeffy. Top three palindromes. Number three, never odd or even. Number two, yo, banana boy. Number one, taco cat. All right, well, thank you very much for listening to this very special Backwards segment. You can find us on all our normal platforms and at our normal gamer tags and other locations. Don't forget to check out X's band on Spotify, or not on Spotify, probably SoundCloud, which is Window of Opportunity. And he provided our amazing new intro music at the top of the show. So thank you, X. And also we're on Spotify and YouTube now. So you can find us by looking at Achievement Hunters 101. Or you can also join us at our Discord Discord.io slash AH101. Cool. Number one, palindrome Chivos. I have Wrong Way 
from Duck Dynasty and Crawfish Triggy from Bud Spencer's and Terrence Hill Slapping Beans. So lastly, our countdown wouldn't be complete without playing the race card. In both these achievements, you must win the race, but you must do it facing the wrong way or backwards, if you will. So first up is Crawfish Triggy from Slapping Beans. This Chibo is worth 40 gamer score, but with its 5.04 ratio, it is worth 203 TA. Now the reason for this high ratio is because there's a trick to it. So this trick is not the actual try turning around and running the race backwards thing, nor is it, uh, man, I, I ran up against this thing. I, I thought there has to be some kind of secret passage because if you try doing it the legit way of just turning around and running around backwards, it's not going to happen for you. So you're like, eh, there's got to be a little secret passage somewhere under one of those underpasses, you know, like a, you know, it's like there's an overpass over you and you're like, okay, they probably hit like a fake wall there or something. But, and I just bumped into everything on that dang map and there was nothing. Have y'all played this game yet? Negative. No. Oh, okay. Well, here you go. I'll save you a little bit of time. So <laughs> I, I complete. I think this is, uh, uh, well, I want to first say, that uh, Exprovos, I appreciate you uh, giving me a little heads up on this because I, I talked about this game in Review Raid and, you know, nobody listened to it. And then, for the record, this is the third time I've talked about this game because I also talked about it on, man, somewhere else. I forget. <laughs> but anyway, this is the third time. Nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Could be a game yeah. swap. Could be yeah. a stay a while and listen. <laughs> You're just all be. over the place. Fingerprints be. all oh, yeah, on. Like, the Achievement Hunting 101 podcast. You, <laughs> I can tell you for certain it probably was not the panel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one guarantee I can probably give you. So, this is the third time I've talked about this game. So, if you haven't played it yet, go play it. Now, um, but given that it is the third time, I must say, uh, Barbie and your puppy rescuing sisters, you better watch out. You better watch out. I mean, you're our reigning champ. You've been on two. Weren't they number one twice? Number one twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. So, anyhow, <laughs> this achievement is not worthy of a 5.04 ratio once you know the trick, which you can easily get, I don't know, it took me three tries while when I got the trick. So, if you're looking for a quick TA fix, you might give it a whirl. So, there's a video, basically, you go backwards and uh, on the track, and then, like, halfway, you turn and drive backwards the rest of the way. I don't know. I, I can't really... There's too many backwards and going backwards and going forwards to to explain and make it seem meaningful. So if you're looking for a uh, uh, explanation, I would just watch the video. Don't listen to me. In fact, just go back in time and just don't listen to the last 20 seconds. So since I haven't had my uh, achievement Wildlife Hunters fix in a while... Uh-oh. Let me talk some crawdads. Uh-oh. So, Here it comes. <laughs> yeah. So these things are little freshwater lobsters. They're, they're also called mud bugs. Uh, there's a thing called crawfishing. Mm -hmm. uh, like when we're down here in the south, I don't know, maybe I'll say it up north, but when you say, oh, man, he's crawfishing on you, that means like someone said something and they're like, oh, boy, I, I kind of put myself out there too far. Let me let me bring it back a little bit. And so you like, they crawfish on back. So you kind of like backtracking, if you will. So, y'all say that up north? No. We say we say crayfish. Yeah, we we do. I Ooh. I don't just Yeah, I think bad. that's just a little north versus south thing. Confused the heck out of oh, me okay. the first time I realized there was a difference. Yeah. 
do people crawfishing when they like start trying to get out of something? No, never heard that. Yeah, never heard it used that way. Although I get it. I actually did have the experience of going, I guess, crawfishing, like actually going and finding crawfish in like waders and stuff. So uh, I get it. I get why they use it, but not unfamiliar as a phrase that way. Okay. All right. Well, I just thought I'd throw that out. Educational portion of the show. Yes, there you go. I miss you, Rocker. Let's get let's get the band back together. <laughs> and the banjo. Now, speaking of the South, that brings me to my next Chivo, which is not just backwards, it's backwoods. I am talking, of course, about my boys that are a little further drive south. The Robertsons. Oh Willie, Jace, Cy, and Phil. They are the Duck Dynasty. And they have themselves a humdinger of a game that everyone should have on their tag because <laughs> it's a pretty awesome game. It is so gloriously bad. Have y'all played Duck Dynasty? I also have not played this one. Yeah, I'm all for two today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, now, uh, my follow-up question is, have y'all watched a single minute of a single episode of Duck Dynasty? Um, I have not, but I have to imagine it's a lot of like, yeehaw, little buddy, get that duck. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's also a no for me. I can't do impressions the way X can, but you can kind of just, if you imagine me saying Somewhere what he said, like it's it's the same. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, it's, it's not like that too much. I mean, it is Except a that it is. And, exactly. No. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. I didn't think it was that unusual, but uh, I just, I watched a couple episodes uh, and I thought my mom was real big into that show, and so she she said, oh, "Y'all seen Duck Dynasty?" And I'm like, "No, I never seen that." And I didn't know what it was at times when it first came out. And boy, it was huge down here. But then again, we only, you know, they're in Louisiana, and and uh, that's just not too far from here. But anyhow, it is a gloriously awful game, and the beauty is is that you can stack it. And I have an update on this as well because. I, I went to the old GameStop in Mississippi over the weekend. Kelly likes to do some uh, outlet shopping down there. And so I usually just go to the, the GameStops in the area and just sit there and just look through every single game. And what did I find? Well, I found Duck Dynasty on the Xbox 360 for $4. And I was just like, woo-wee, I can't resist that. So, you know, I... I, I went ahead and picked it up, so I'm gonna have this stack pretty soon. Are things are things that desperate in Tennessee that you have to go to Mississippi for fun? <laughs> well, that's where the it's going to a GameStop. Come fun. on now, <laughs> I enjoy it. I wasn't even gonna talk about that half of it. <laughs> I enjoy it. I I go straight to the back wall where all the Xbox 360 games. I'm gonna wait them out on every one of those. One of these days they're gonna have like a blowout sale where it's like, all right, just pick any dang four games and for five bucks and get them out of this building i don't know i'm i can't wait till that day and uh, i've been waiting i picked up a couple other ones a few i had never even heard of i thought i'd heard of every xbox 360 game by now but uh one was called uh, jurassic the evolution or something like that and it looks like what i had hoped that that jurassic park um work sim it, it kind of looked like what i had hoped that was but uh it, you're like basically you know running around shooting dinosaurs but yeah. Anyhow, I, I am very excited to play Duck. How do we get on dinosaurs? Duck Dynasty. Come on. Now, Duck Dynasty uh, for the 360. I can't wait to play it because I just like it's gloriously bad. Now add in the graphics on the 360. <laughs> oh boy, it is gonna be good. But before I get too far ahead, I want to pull a rocker and reemphasize what he said. 
okay? It's very important. M really likes it when you send her random images in Discord, but she loves it when you send her duck pics. So I can't talk all about Duck Dynasty without mentioning that. That's true. Now, yeah. Now, regarding this Duck Dynasty, Chivo, I would be also remiss if I didn't at least mention a couple of my TA buddies that have completed this game. So, shouts out to Stealth, David, Sim, and Sprinky Dink. They all, three of them, have finished this game. Now, Chin, he has this achievement. And the rest of us chumps, Enigma Gamer, 77, Neon Prime, Rocker, and myself have yet to do so. I'm proud of you, Rocker, that you played this. Now, that ends the name-dropping portion of this segment. The Wrong Way Chivo is worth 50 gamer score and has a 1.7 ratio. You get it by running around on a fan boat. Y'all ever been on a fan boat? No, no. I live in the north. Yeah. Oh, We're all for Forex. Maybe. <laughs> We're doing terrible. I'm starting, right? to see a, I'm starting to see a geographical divide here, but okay, that's all right. Now, you, you're on a fan, I assume you know what a fan boat is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, okay. There you go. See? One for five. Now we're moving the right way. Now, <laughs> so you're on this fan boat, and you you, ha- you have to cross the finish line, and as you let off the right trigger, you got to hold down the left trigger and hold down the analog stick to either the right or left, and you pop a 180, and you carry yourself over the line. Now, there's a note on this in that a guide on the on the Chivo says that you might just be able to hold down left trigger when crossing the finish line to get the same result, so you don't have to do the whoop, whoop, you know, one, 180 little thing there, uh, because it is kind of confusing on the fan boat, I'm not going to lie. I can't confirm whether that works, because much like Enigma Gamer to 77, Neon Prime, and Rocker, I haven't got this one yet. In the time I spent on the game on the fan boat, I can attest that I never got even close to finishing first by any kind of large margin where I would have the uh, where-for-all to flip my boat around and back across the, the finish line. So uh, those fan boats are no joke. There's also achievement for not ramming into anybody when you're racing on one of these, and it's like the highest ratio one on the game because, man, those fan boats, all bets are off when you get on those things. Uh, it's like the hardest part of this game. I mean, you can go around catching frogs and and shooting ducks all day but you get on that fan boat it ain't mm, uh-uh. so much like the crawfish or what y'all say crayfish yep crayfish okay is that how you say it? crayfish 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 okay so much like the crawfish they just kind of go wherever they want in them fan boats now you get bumped by one of them uh when you're racing and you're f man it's like you just got blown up i mean you just go everywhere but in any case i would keep that left trigger trick in the back of my mind because if you're going for this wrong way chivo you will find that much like that paddle cell at the local boat store it's quite an ordeal i miss this so much (laughs) alroy you're the only person in the world that has ever spent eight minutes talking about the duck dynasty video game. <laughs> oh man it, you just wait you just wait you get to it's just a oh, teaser boy. there's more to come oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well i'll get right into uh number two which is actually a tie because that's what i've been doing lately between the bridge and the gardens between so what screams backwards backwards more than time travel oh wait nothing screams backwards more than time travel other than a guy yelling backwards but who do we know that would do that 
So, most of the time, and no pun intended, time travel games and movies and stories just have so many unresolved issues, and they don't actually answer any questions, and you're just supposed to, like, believe that, yeah, they went back in time and nothing happened, and then they came, and everything... It doesn't make sense, and I hate it! So... Wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about time travel in the sense, like, you're actually traveling in time, or, like, where they tell the story in out of order? No, where you're actually traveling through time, not just disjointed narration. Right, but in a way, you're being traveled through time as the viewer. Yeah, but we're talking about sci-fi, where they actually travel through. Uh, if you have a problem with Pulp Fiction, you got a problem with me, buddy. <laughs> That's another movie I've never seen, so... Oh, Lord. Uh, Bring too. it to the flagpole, buddy. <laughs> All right, so I get it. Like, it's apparently really hard to feature time travel as a plot device and not mess something up along the way. And I could go on a huge rant about how time travel is a giant convoluted process and no one quite comprehends it and everybody has their own interpretation, but I will spare you that rant and offer you a joke instead. So, you guys know how scuba divers always sit on the edge of the boat and then they fall in backwards? Sure. Do you know That's why? Not true. Yeah, do you know why they do that? Well, no. I could tell you I'm a scuba diver if you really want the technical issue. Well, the the issue really is that if they fell forward, they would just land back in the boat. So I don't know what the heck you're talking about. <laughs> oh, good. That's like, that's like, why do we drink from the bottom of the glass? If you drank from the top, you'd just pour water all over yourself. So wait, wait. So you never watched that Tom Cruise movie where he like dies over and over again? Now that was a good time traveling movie. Did you see that one? Yeah. I don't think so. It's like he dies and then he learns a little bit. It it was like a rogue light game. <laughs> playing out like in front of you like seriously that's what it was like he he it, it's like the movie starts spoiler alert he dies and then it's like the movie just starts over again and he's like oh dang i don't want to get like smashed by this this droid and so then he like moves he like rolls to the left and then he gets shot in the face and then and then the next time we roll to the left, and then he like ducks, and so he doesn't get shot in the face. And then it's like, oh, but and then he gets like hit by a flamethrower. Yeah, can I go? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so sparing you all from the absurdity of time travel paradoxes. The Bridge and the Gardens Between are two games that obviously feature time travel, but they do so without messing up the space-time continuum. We've already talked about The Bridge on this podcast a couple times, so I don't really need to introduce it, but it's cool because if you mess something up, you can just rewind and try it again. Uh, like, wouldn't it be cool if life worked that way? You just mess something up so you try again. Um... As the game goes on, you'll stumble across these tube thingies that, like, block time travel or whatever for, like, the stuff inside them. So the rest of the world rebrands, and then you don't. Um, so I imagine if you had, like, that time tube in real life, you could, you know, use it to go back in time and win the lottery or maybe kill Hitler or meet your dead relatives or maybe other cliche time travel things. Who knows? But I think the best use for it would be in high school. You finally get up the courage to ask that girl out, and instead of politely declining you, she posts something like, that Luther Elroy just asked me to a movie. What a dork. To her snap story, and then the entire school shames you. And if you could just go back through time, you know, you could correct that. You have nothing to lose at that point. Elroy, I hope I didn't bring back any bad high school memories. But uh, Girls girls say no. Oh, all right. Look at I like that confidence. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, on the bridge, also, if you... Uh, have trouble with it instead of just rewinding you can just change games and then let the student achievement factory do it for you <laughs> nice. love you nacho all right <laughs> um so my second game the gardens between 
It's a little different because it features time travel as like a puzzle mechanic, and the time travel works for people and items, except lanterns and light bulbs are like immune to time travel because that totally makes sense. Um, this is a new game. It's actually on Game Pass, so free, sort of, if you don't count your subscription, and you can complete it in probably under two hours if you don't use a guide, and it's actually a pretty cool game, so I would highly recommend it, you know, if not for the easy points, it, again, it's a, I, I enjoyed every second of it. Um, and I, I would recommend that you use a guide. That's just because you're bad at puzzles. <laughs> uh, I assure you, the, the gamer score that I popped on it was worth just as much as uh, <laughs> the gamer score that you did. All right, well, I got an experience out of it, but anyway. <laughs> the short version is that you have to get light in your lantern to activate the things and the stuff, um, but you need to rewind and fast-forward time to get your lantern to a place where it can actually be lit. And not like my students say, but actual lit with illumination kind of lit. <laughs> I like that one. So if you figure, like if you have this ball of light and it's just moving up and down as you walk and your paths will never cross, you just drop your lantern at the bottom and then you rewind time and the light bulb will get trapped in your lantern, and then you can resume, and you walk forward, and you pick up your lantern right where you left it, but now it has a light bulb in it. So then you can use it to activate the things and the stuff. So it it's hard to describe, but it, it's a pretty neat concept, and once you play even, like, the first level, you'll figure it out. It's not difficult. Uh, there were a couple that stumped me, and I did have to use the guide, but for the most part, I don't think most oh, people will have any issues. I think so differently of you now. Oh. <laughs> So. I can't believe you used the guide. Oh, oh who would do that? So, oh. as Elroy has already alluded, there is a guide on TA, so if that's your thing, like it's Elroy's thing, have at it, and, you know, you'll probably get it done in what, an hour? I did it in just over two with no guide, so. Yeah, yeah, she, that, the girl, she needs to move, so, yeah, you have to get through it in a hurry. I saved her, I saved her parents at least an hour of travel time. All right, all right. <laughs> But uh, whatever you choose to do, if you play this game, you'll be a hopping and a skipping and a leaping through time like a proper time a hopper skipper leaper. And since these two games both feature the ability to go backwards through time, that's why they are perfect for number two. Boom goes the dynamite. Number three. Now, before I start. Number three. Thank you. As always, and as we've already done, I'm, I'm two for two actually with the games that X picked and I am 0 for like 28 with the games that Elroy picked. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, I think that actually speaks highly of you. I'm not sure. But <laughs> I think that I think that's a bragging thing I'm for you. Yeah. Slightly more discerning. Have either <laughs> of you played Braid? Negative. I haven't even heard of this game. Okay, Elroy, you know why you haven't heard of it? I'm not spoiling. I'm not stealing your thunder, but it has 200 gamers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yes, I I figured the 200 gamer score and 12 achievements and it being released like. A long time ago probably contributed to uh elroy never playing it but x you usually are on top of these things and it was pretty popular and well regarded so with that out of the way i just want to let you both know and actually anyone listening that this entry will likely contain spoilers uh and you can't take back what you now know so you may want to cover your ears for the next three to five minutes or you know turn scrub forward for a few minutes whatever you have to do However, Braid is now over a decade old, and the statute of limitations on spoiler warnings should have expired by now, but just in case, you've been warned. We good? Right. I mean, we don't do spoilers around here. Oh, we're doing I spoilers mean, around here. No, no. I mean, like, when he was talking about the, the gardens between, he didn't mention it. It was about two friends and how one of them moves away, and he should have just got over it, but that's... Okay, that's that. true. Yeah, we really don't do spoilers here. You're right. We're good about that. 
Yep. Well, in Braid, wow. <laughs> for those of you who haven't played it, you play as a man named Tim. And you help him through his quest to rec- rescue an unnamed... Tim? Yeah, Tim. Like we're in Monty Python. <laughs> there are those who call him Tim. And <laughs> That's a movie I have watched, so I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what we're talking about. No. Yeah, you old people and your old people movie references. Uh, classics are classics, my friend. They defy age. But anyway, with Tim, the man in Braid... The whole quest is about him trying to help an unnamed princess, so she doesn't get the benefit of having a name. Now, this seems pretty standard, so what's the deal here, right? Well, it's not... Is he, is he an enchanter? I'm... No, he... <laughs> well, nothing about I'm this sorry. Is, is a standard story. And maybe he is an oh, enchanter, because okay. the special thing about Braid is that Tim is able to go backwards through time. So similar to what we heard about in the Gardens Between and the Bridge. Similar mechanic where you get to go backwards so if you do anything wrong when you're solving the puzzles up to and including falling in a pit to what would otherwise be tim's death you can simply just return rewind time and do it again braid deals with some pretty heavy issues but it does so all in a very vague sense all that you really know going into the game is that tim and the princess well something went wrong and you as the hero of this story have to save the princess through braid's six levels you rewind time move platforms manipulate shadows all in an effort to rescue the apparent damsel in distress and earning achievements mostly for doing what you have to do. Although there is one nasty speedrun achievement. So, oh, try carefully. <laughs> Wait, how many, what's the completion rate? Or what's the hours prediction on this thing or whatever you I, call it? I don't know. I, I feel like if you're playing... 200 gamer scores. Uh, <laughs> if you're playing without run, a guide, uh, it's to get through the core story is probably in the... You know, four or five hour range um but oh. yeah that speed run achievement it's really tightly timed and because you are dealing with time it's a little twisty and, and hard to wrap your brains around i haven't mm. that's the one achievement i need to complete it which is pr- a pretty common scenario so even though there well, is yeah. that's okay even though there's a time mechanic this actually isn't all that uncommon right we already featured two games with a time rewinding mechanic so never mind the fact that going backwards should be enough to include it on this list, we have to give you some more detail, right? And this is where we start getting into spoiler territory. So for those of you who have listened, including you apparently, Elroy, but you'll never play the game, so we don't have to worry about it. (laughs) Despite the earlier spoiler warning to not keep listening, we're getting close to that time where you really have to skip the next minute or two. Braid and really Braid creator Jonathan Blow's crowning moment comes in the form of the game's last chapter, so World 6. And in this chapter, the princess is deathly trying to escape from a knight, and Tim is right there to help lay all sorts of traps. Maybe the traps are enchanted, but they don't go into that detail. And to escort oh, her to safety. Oh, oh what? <laughs> and <laughs> hopefully to reconcile, right? Because, again, heavy issues here. They're trying to get through it. Except... And this is the big reveal spot now. So even though this is a whole show about going backwards, you're going to want to fast forward if you somehow missed out on one of the best-selling and best-reviewed XBLA games of all time and don't want to be spoiled. Unlike all the previous levels, uh, X, do you have your earmuffs on? And are you okay over there? <laughs> yeah, we're good. Jeffy's holding <laughs> tight for you. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Unlike all the previous levels in the game, everything in the last one actually happens in reverse, so you don't get to rewind. And why do they do this particular trick? Well, what you learn in the game's final act is you were viewing the whole story backwards the entire time. 
Tim was what? I know, right? Mind blown. <laughs> Tim was never God. the dashing hero that was going to rescue the princess what? from her predicament. He was the predicament that she needed rescuing from. The traps Tim was helping put down to save the princess were traps she was leaving to keep Tim away. I mean, mind blown, right? Whoa. Whoa. So due to the time-twisting nature of the game, and the fact that the whole thing is backwards in the first place, Braid definitely finds itself well-positioned at number three on our list. Make me wish that we had played at least one game of Gun to Your Head, but man, (laughs) you just blew the minds. Wow. Sorry, I just got to take that in. Okay. Number four. Wow. Not World of Warcraft, but wow. From Anoxima? Anoxemia? I have no idea how to say this game. It's uh, got an a, a couple of A's in it. There's an exeme. I, I don't know. I'm just going to say Anoxema. Isn't Is it? I don't know. Anoxemia or something like that? There's no chance I'm going to be able to say that each time. So, Anoxema. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, from Anoxema or whatever X just said. And a man, a plan, a canal, Panama, from Letters Quest. Or Letter Quest. I don't think it's plural. Letter mm-hmm. Quest Grimm's Journey. No, that one is. Uh, no, I guess it's singular, but it's possessive. Possessive, yeah. Grimm's Journey Remastered. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's still with me? Uh, I feel like I really drugged that one through the mud. Okay. So anyhow, my my first entry on the top backwards Chivo list is actually a tie as well. X, man, we got that going, man. Some yeah, man. Here. Yep. And it is in the category of palindromes. Drones. As you will see later, I love me a good palindrome. My two selections are indeed palindromes. For those of you who are a product of the California public education system, you might need to know what that is. So a palindrome is basically a remote activated flying machine that spies on Sarah Palin. That was that was okay. That was okay. Oh, all right. There you go. That's an okay for content, not an okay for actually being funny. But go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for those encouraging words. (laughs) Now, it's either that or it's a word or phrase that spells the same forward as backwards. The first one is fairly simple. Wow. W O W, and that's from Anoxima, and it is worth. 30 gamer score and has the description of it's much bigger on the inside than outside to which I would amend the description to it's much bigger on the inside than outside said the actress to the bishop. Now, are you familiar with such, such verbiage, such phrase? Like, no, maybe? like palindromes in general or, or no, the, no, no, no. Oh, said the, the little said the actress uh, to the bishop. Yeah. The little, little side bar there. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Yes. That one we, okay. we speak up in the North. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, yeah, I, totally. I, I... <laughs> well, for those of you who live in a bubble, say the DC metro area, that's the British version of that's what she said. So. That was your supposed to be your educational segment. Uh, sorry, Em, it wasn't too educational, but uh, I don't know. But for those of you who live in Florida, you're welcome for getting you some kind of education today. Now, so in the Anoxima, this achievement is for finding the submarine and entering it. For those of you who might reside in Portland and may not know what a submarine is, it's this 
thing that's long, hard, and full of semen, said the actress to the bishop. This game has a lot of high ratio achievements. Have y'all played this? I forgot to ask y'all that. Have y'all played this one? I hadn't even heard of it, so I'm a no. <laughs> yeah, same. All right. Well, it's kind of about one of those scuba divers you were mentioning earlier. It's an underwater game. And so there is a, I don't know, it's just like, I don't understand why the ratios are so high ratio. I mean, I, I started it, and uh, I wasn't having any problems of it until I got to this particular achievement, which was called WOW from Noxima. It is... Well, it's not called that. It's just called WoW. And so it uh, <laughs> you have to get in the submarine. And once you get in the submarine, like you have to navigate your way around. And as WoW implies, about being much bigger on the inside than the outside. I mean, this thing is like, it's not a submarine. I mean, I don't think they would build a submarine this large. I mean, it's like a freaking, I don't know, battleship down there. Because you are looking for the exit on this thing for a long time. And so this was especially important to me because um, I, this is another one of those stories that plays out in Discord uh, because I'm playing this game and I'm running around in this thing and I, I can't find my way out. And I'm just like, how are you supposed to do this? Now, granted, I am not able to see anything. I got through the stage before this, which was no easy task, by basically playing it blind because they really want to emphasize that it's really dark when you get deep in the ocean and so the stage before the submarine was pitch black and so i'm like running around i'm like okay at this point i think there's something here that kills you um and so i'm gonna go up a little bit and then go to the right and then i run into something else that kills me and then I'm like okay it, it was kind of like that tom cruise movie that we were just talking about so um <laughs> that that uh, you're a big fan of it and so Totally. I, yeah, and so I got to that stage, and I'm like, that was awful. What the hell was that stage all about? And I was like, well, maybe that's why uh, the ratios are so high, is because you cannot see what you're doing. And so I got on Discord, and I'm like, has anybody played this game? And uh, nobody had. And so uh, I'm like, you know, on the guide, like, it, they can see what they're doing, on, and I can't see anything. I mean, it's like pitch black. Is that... And it's not fun running a, a maze when it's pitch black. And so, uh, finally, uh, I believe it was Walker, maybe that, and he's just delightful. Can I just say that he really I mean, is? He's, he's delightful. delightful. He's the most delightful yeah. human being. Yeah, I mean, just pure delightfulness. Now he said something about changing the 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 brightness on the TV, and I'm like, surely it's not that. I mean, I tried everything in game; everything was max as bright as it would go, and I, I mean, literally, you cannot see anything. Like, I, it just was not happening. I, and so, I go into the TV settings, and I just crank it all the way up. And so, I open the game, and it was like, oh, I can see what I'm doing. Oh my gosh! And so, like, I could see what was killing me. I could. It was just amazing. It was like a new game. And so. I got through the submarine and I've progressed and I, I still need to finish the game, but it's, I'm, I'm pretty close. It's uh it's, it's an enjoyable game. I think uh, people would enjoy it, especially if they like those high ratio games. And, and this one, I don't know why it's so high ratio, but anyhow, now for letters quest, they have embraced the palindrome and went with my favorite palindrome show off, which is a man, a planet canal, Panama. Do y'all have one that y'all go to is your favorite palindrome. I actually, my favorite one is, Ava, can I stab bats in a cave? Oh, Ooh, that's good pretty one. good. I actually uh, have my favorite one. It's the first time I encountered a palindrome. Is, we're weird, right? That we all have favorite palindromes. Is this like, <laughs> yeah. 
a thing that normal people <laughs> talk about. Well, any, hey. if either of you have ever heard of the game Star Tropics, uh, it was a game on the Nintendo Entertainment oh, System. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yep, it was yep, yep. awesome. And there's this character in there. And at some point he says, you know, was it a cat I saw? Was it a bat I saw? Was it a rat I saw? I don't think he says rat, but that's all palindrome. Was it a cat I saw? Was it a bat I saw? So that oh, was my nice. first engagement with that. So I always found that very memorable. <laughs> that is awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't seen that one. So <laughs> I love that we all have but <laughs> like that's so awesome it's not even scripted like that was the... yeah i know like there's three of us in, on this right now and all three of us had a favorite power job that's funny now uh so in the in the game uh you basically get for spelling out uh uh a bunch of palindromes. so it's worth 10 gamer score for those you keeping track at home or uh baker's dozen of ta and you get it for 25 palindromes. so i'm gonna admit i i use mostly the little three letter ones uh like like wow or mom, dad, whatever things were just the same letter on both sides of one vowel, and uh, I suppose you could show off and use like your uh, bat that you saw and Ava and all that stabbing stuff, and uh, if you want. But again, I can assure you that your Chivo Pop would be worth just the same as my <laughs> wow, mom, dad, all that stuff. So I enjoyed this game. I need to finish it. So maybe I'll stop talking. Okay. Yeah. Number five goes to the very appropriately named Backwards achievement in Microsoft Flight. I don't think I need to justify why I chose an achievement called Backwards, do I? You tell. Well, I, I, I don't need to. It, oh, it, you don't need to. It, oh, it's okay. Backwards, it's, Elroy. It, it's already there in the title, so yeah. that's it. Uh, I, just, I just wanted to be there for you. I was trying to encourage you, but go ahead. Well, that, that, you don't need to justify it, right? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. We're, we're Honorable good. mention. No, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so this achievement is earned for, wait for it, oh. wait for it. Uh, I'm waiting. For landing a plane backwards. What? what? And I don't mean like. I don't mean you're looking in the rear view mirror or the pilot is sitting backwards or you have, sorry, my phone just started ringing. Go away, random number. Uh, you're not <laughs> looking in the rear view mirror or the pilot sitting backwards, but you actually need to have a plane flying backwards and then you need to land the plane backwards. Is that possible? Backwards. Um, I don't know. But I can assume that neither of you are pilots. Would that be a safe assumption? You assume correctly. Okay, so neither of you have the ability to prove me wrong, and I'm going to assume that that is very difficult, and I can't even fathom how you would do that in real life. Um, It's also apparently a pretty difficult achievement, since only 13% of players have actually unlocked this one. So, I was trying to figure out how this could actually work while I was writing this up, and I tried to put myself into a scenario where this could actually be a thing, and I had a pretty hard time figuring it out, but I did come up with something that seems pretty plausible, so here we go. Uh, that one dude that landed that thing on the Hudson River, I bet he could do that. That one guy. Sullenberger? Sully. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. All if right. anybody can do it, he could do it. He, I bet you he's one of those 13%. Well, I think X is about <laughs> to tell us the scenario under which he will do such a thing, right? Yep. Oh, okay, so yeah, I'm yeah gonna, we got I'm this. Gonna, so whatever you're about to say, I'm going to picture that guy that landed on the Hudson uh, flying the plane that you're describing. Okay. So I'm going to call my pilot Obadiah, right? So one day this pilot wait, named wait, Obadiah. Wait, that's not Sully. Obadiah it, Sullenberger. It, it, it's his yeah, first. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I'm he was piloting his flight from Dirty Jersey across the country to San Diego. And quick educational portion. Uh, San Diego was discovered by the Germans in 1904, and they named it San Diego, which of course is German for a whale's vagina. But back to the segment. 
All right. Movie reference that all of us get. All right. (laughs) So Obadiah is making his uh, cross-continental flight, which involves flying over the Midwest, or as I like to call it, the toothless states. So upon crossing over the Kansas border, a giant tornado appears right under the plane. And as I've been told, with my best understanding of good old-fashioned Midwestern gibberish, twisters, as they call them, just pop up out of nowhere, and they generally zip off with between five to ten trailer homes, each of which is responsible for housing four generations, three trucks, two teeth, and one dog. Now, if y'all want to talk some, some twisters, I, I'll talk some twisters. I grew up in Tornado Alley now, so uh, I, I know me some twisters. I know there's okay. a board game called Twister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Twister's Twister's fun once you get a couple drinks in you. But there's uh, also there's also a Weird Al song that has to do with Twister. Just saying. Hmm. So anyway, this Twister pops up, and poor Obadiah, he puts his entire weekend of flight school into practice and does everything he can to keep this plane safe. But once he gets out of this land hurricane, his plane is—you'll never believe it—his plane is flying backwards through the sky. It's very unfortunate, I know. So, <laughs> since this is obviously something they didn't teach him in flight school. He angles the nose up, and he starts his descent, unable to see anything behind him. Luckily, since he's over Kansas, he knows it's going to be a flat landing, and the plane will have plenty of soft cornfields to land on. Mm -hmm. So, down, down, down he goes, where he'll land, nobody knows until, he's done it! He's landed the plane backwards! (laughs) Woo! And the best part, since he landed in a cornfield, all that corn got sucked into the jet engines and provided the passengers with free popcorn. Wasn't that a heartwarming story? Amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> now, the uh, I think that maybe our segment has uh, alienated uh, every state at this point. So <laughs> that's the um, goal is just try and make fun I, of I'm every state. I'm just going to say, yeah, you, you hit the Midwest pretty hard. I hit both coasts pretty good. So um, should we say talk trash about England or something? Like that's next I don't week. Know, <laughs> how dumb it is to have a queen or something? I don't know. All right. Well, something. Right. After thinking of such this this heartwarming story. Um, I, I tried thinking of other things that would be super difficult to do backwards, and here's what I came up with. <laughs> I'll get away for this list. All right. Speaking, writing, peeing, running, and cooking. And ultimately, it was nowhere near as comprehensive a list as I thought it would be. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Explain peeing backwards. You mean like running backwards while you're peeing or like the pee coming up and going back in? Um <laughs> That was the one. That was the obviously the one question I had there. <laughs> you, I'll let you use your imagination on that one. How's that? Uh, well, I've peed backwards before. I don't want to hear not... that story. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it was meant unless, like, in the first one. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm. I'm distracting you. My... All right. So, but we're we're used to that by now. <laughs> so. That, that was it. Those five things. Everything else in life is going to be just fine doing it backwards. But speaking, writing, peeing, running, and cooking would be really hard. Uh, that was not as big a list as I thought. So I came up with a few movie gems, and I thought we could, you Have know, you do the plot of these? those backwards. So if you watch Godzilla backwards, it's about a benevolent lizard that helps rebuild a city, and then he moonwalks into the sea. (laughs) Shrek backwards is about this insane ogre who kidnaps the king's wife and then locks her in a tower, alienates his friends, and winds up living alone in a swamp. Hmm. It sounds like the story of Braid. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Indiana Jones backwards is actually pretty cool, because he's so awesome that even boulders are afraid of him. Nice. Nice. The Matrix... What? I'm just picturing, like... The, the face melting scene that would be pretty <laughs> wicked backwards it's like he opens this or I guess he closes this 
lid and then he gives everyone back their faces? Yeah, more more or less, actually. Yeah. Um, That's not as cool as The Matrix backwards, though, which is this inspiring story of a man who's addicted to technology who finally learns to accept his place in the real world. (laughs) And my personal favorite, The Shawshank Redemption backwards, is about a guy who's trapped in a violent thunderstorm and he saves his life by breaking into a prison to hang out with Morgan Freeman. (laughs) And, uh... Who wouldn't want to hang out with Morgan Freeman? Right? Yeah. Ever since I was a small child, people have loved the sound of my voice. And, uh, don't, don't talk on there. Did you know that anything you say in Morgan Freeman's y'all, voice y'all stay away. Y'all is, stay is away just so much here. cooler? <laughs> Elroy, no one has any idea what you're doing. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> y'all stay away now. John, John Doe's got the advantage here. <laughs> so... After that, I just I would like to point out that uh, booby trap backwards is party boob, huh. <laughs> and uh, I would also like to just offer some subtle bragging rights here and let everybody know that I can say the alphabet backwards. And uh, my co-host can attest that this is not on the script, but we got Z Y X W V U T S R Q P O N M L K J H G F E D C B and A. Wow, I can I, I at least use... attest that it's not on the script. So. And my logic was that <laughs> if if I ever get pulled over and they're like, y'all been drinking, your eyes look a little red. And I'll be like, no, but y'all been eating donuts, officer, your eyes look a little glazed. And then he'll ask me to say the alphabet backwards and then I can do it. And I'll be like, whoa, no one's ever done that before. You're free to go. <laughs> I can't say the alphabet backwards normally. So that's that's really brilliant. Well yeah, done. I probably, yeah, I was probably... Uh faster than like if it was written down like if i was just mm-hmm. reading it. yeah I absolutely think i could have read that but that was yeah. awesome man that was well right. done. i'll do it again well done yeah all right right on man totally not written on your hand well this honorable mention is brought to you by the letters h and m and um what i usually like to do called that yeah there is there is i've never shopped there but it exists is that like s and m <laughs> no, that's the store you shop at. The H and M is like a little—I uh, don't know. What? How would you describe the? I feel store? like it's maybe clothing it aimed not. at teenagers, maybe. Yeah, or well, early. Maybe there's not Maybe there's not that much of a difference. Maybe there's not much of a difference after all. So, uh, you know, you guys are going to go ahead and uh, cheat a little bit and combine picks so that you can talk about more than one game. So I went yeah, full bore. You you're on to us, aren't you? <laughs> and I went ahead and went completely general for my honorable mention this week. Remakes and ports and remasters. Oh my. So <laughs> nice. are upcoming titles simply too much for you to handle? Are you tired of waiting for Microsoft's new studios to churn out the next big thing? Is the burden of Anthem maybe not doing so well with people with early access bothering you? Well, then stop overwhelming yourself with what's coming out in days, months, or years from now and come back to the loving embrace of the games you played over a decade ago. Are you feeling nostalgic for that era when tank controls were all the rage? Well, then go ahead and try out the Resident Evil re-release on Xbox One. Now, if that doesn't scratch that itch, why not go back a little further and try any of the NES era games that have received some remake love? Right there for your achievement hunting and looking back on when times were better pleasure is the Disney Afternoon Collection. Easy for me to say. Which comes jam packed with backwards. four games. <laughs> I'm working on that for the Question future. Game, uh, Disney, uh, ah. <laughs> but this game comes jam packed with four games from that era. My early child, and if you're Kenny, your pre childhood. So now that game though has a thousand G, and that's that's not a lie, right? Four games, a thousand G. Elroy would never. 
play it. And wait, wait, wait! So a thousand for four total? I believe so. It's only it's it's a single oh. collection. It's a thousand gamer score worth about nineteen hundred TA. I know this is not a visual media, but I just like backed away from my microphone. <laughs> just like I was like, oh. I mean, someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but it fits the story I'm going with here. So. I agree. I, I actually do like my games in this era to have more gamer score. And if I'm playing an old game, I want these games to have even more achievements so I can enjoy them even more. So look no further than both the Crash and Spyro the Dragon collections, both of which offer 3000 gamer score for revisiting games that you used to be really, really good at, but will now blame the game for being, quote, not as good as you remember <laughs> for your failing reflexes and declining skill at platformers. <laughs> that is a go to. <laughs> <laughs> The most notable... Yeah, exactly. It's always the game's fault. Yeah, miss, it's always miss, the game's fault. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, limited lives. Who thought of that nonsense? Well, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's the game's fault. Totally. But the most notable pieces for looking back at, at our gaming history are the large variety of large-scale collections from yesteryear. Atari flashback classics? Sure. Why wouldn't I want to revisit the era when all gameplay came down to a joystick and a single button? Sega Mega Drive? Yeah, Ultimate... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I, I recently played the Atari Flashback Classics. I I played one, and like every ratio is just huge. Like yep. I, I played for that tournament thing, and I got some easy ones that had high ratios. Mm -hmm. And man, you forget how much you don't want to play them when you start playing them. Right, <laughs> all of these yeah. collections tend to do well for TA score because they are frequently played by casual people who really don't care about the gamer score, thus inflating it for the rest of us. And they frequently don't convert well because they were built on controllers that existed 20 and 30 <laughs> years ago and just don't work well on a current Xbox control layout. But that's just one example. We also have the Sega Mega Drive Ultimate Collection, which of course I want to play. Any game that allows me to revisit the glory of games developed by Treasure instead of experiencing any of these newfangled 16-bit graphics replicating ideate Xbox games is totally fine by me. Rare Replay? You mean I can play games from the ZX Spectrum days on my Xbox One? Now, there are games in this collection that predate even my earliest gaming memories, so that's simply fantastic. And then, of course, the easiest and most relevant application of our list this week is, of course, backwards compatibility, where you can completely ignore the however many teraflops of processing power the world's most powerful gaming console has laid out at your feet and play games that ran just fine on 14-year-old hardware. A frequent and arguably valid criticism of game releases these days is that we seem to be only eagerly looking forward to games that we played 20 or more years ago or 10 or more years ago. And you know what? I'm fine with that. Because what better to way, way to say we're looking forward than to t take a hard and thorough look backwards? That was a good way to end. We just got started. I meant end, end your segment. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Why don't you, uh, well, speaking of which, why don't you get us started with uh, our first honorable mention? This week's honorable mention goes to the Xbox 360, which is undeniably a blast from the past. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. I'm, oh. I confused my time is confusing. <laughs> you want to talk some more Duck Dynasty? No, please God, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. 